السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته. I was already laughing. What are you laughing at? I wasn't laughing. Dude, you were laughing. Like, we're we're starting said, the podcast. You know, I'm a happy man. All I said was, Salam alaikum. I look over. This guy is laughing, bro. I start. That's why I was What, you heard me giggling or something? Like, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah, he was about? giggling, bro. Anyways. All right. Listen. Dude, there's a series of verses in Surah Al-Mu'minun. And the first verse in Surah Al-Mu'minun, what is it? It's called the Aflahan Mu'minun. Successful other believers. Now, I wanted to like, I'm, I want to ask my, like, I want to ask you guys as well. Do you ever have those days where it's like you wake up and it's like you have you feel like you have less iman than you did the day before? Bro, look, listen, it's not even just days. Like sometimes it'd be serious days, days, like days on yeah, end, bro. Yeah. I'd be like, bro, what's going on here? Like a couple of days ago, I was all the way up here. And then like, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't feel like, you know, progressing. I'm just like, bro, I got to get back on it. Then hold on. Then like, then you have shaitan kicking in. It's like, oh, you can go ahead and do it tomorrow. Go ahead and watch lectures tomorrow. You can go ahead, you know, just always putting stuff off for the next day, the next day, the next day until you just never get them done. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we like, as a, like we're Muslims, right? We believe in Allah, we believe in the last day. So why are these fluctuations in Iman? Is there something that changes in our ideology over the days that makes us like shift, like our Iman go down? Or is it something that we're doing? Are we sinning? Are we, is it? Yeah, that's the thing. You have to look at yourself. You have to reflect because whatever you look at, whatever you hear will enter the heart. So if you're going to be out here looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at, or if you're hearing things that you, you, you might have not had the intention of looking at these things, but maybe you went out somewhere or maybe you watched a video on accident or you overheard something, all these things will enter your heart, whether you see it now or not. And they will have an effect on you, whether now or later. And that, that does seem to be like a problem that we have nowadays is that unlimited consumption scroll tap scroll tap scroll tap consumption we're consuming all of this like you can't even remember the last five videos that you watched that's what i was just about to say you might just watch a whole bunch of tiktok videos you don't even know the last video that you watch because you watch so many and, and it's like mindless behavior and we have this joke amongst ourselves we call it brain rot but like that has an effect like on your iman i'm asking of course, it's going to have an effect on your, 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 your iman because, look, anything that you do, anything that you say will determine what's going to happen next. Because everything is recorded. Everything you will be held accountable for on the day of judgment. So everything, and essentially, like, it matters. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to be asked about the littlest thing. Like, look, see this? I'm going to move the microphone a little bit. I'm going to be asked about that. Mm-hmm. You are sufficient for yourself as an accountant. As um, uh, the sheikh in, my, in our recent khutbah, he said that we're the authors of our own book. You never really think about that because, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's going on. You have angels that are writing it down for you, but essentially you're the one writing it down. Mm-hmm. There's just someone there watching your every recording single move, it. recording it. But you you authored your own book. Like on the Day of Judgment, there's no like real excuses because you're the one who did it. You, like you did it. You can't question it. You can't like wiggle, wiggle your way out of there or anything. And when it comes to your iman, you have to really think about like the things that you do in your everyday life, like when when things are low and when things are high, what's going on in life? Like w- what type of things are you going through when you feel like you have high iman? How are you like being grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that connection to be able to really feel like, okay, I feel like I'm close to Allah right now. And then on other days, you know, maybe you're still doing your acts of ibadah, but you don't feel as close to Allah. Maybe you don't feel as connected to them. Like if you ever pray and you don't feel like you have as much khushu'at one day versus another. Like, what are you doing in your life? What's going on at that moment? Are you sinning? Are you not sinning? 
if you're not, maybe it's just a test from Allah. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to test you with certain things. Mm-hmm. Some some people may be tested with like losses of wealth and, and children and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And every, like, I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he warns everybody of this. But so other people are going to be tested in other ways. Mm-hmm. Some people may feel so connected to their iman that that's like the most prized thing to them, mm-hmm. which it should be for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Other people, they're going to find like value in other things for the sake of Allah, maybe not for the sake of Allah. Regardless of what it may be, you have to look at what you're doing in your life every single day and how that affects your iman. Okay, so what if I was to ask you guys this? So let's say you're in that situation. What would you say is the best route to get out of that? I So, because I, I think about this a lot. I've prepared a solution. Whenever I get that feeling, I'm like, yo, like, like, I feel like my heart has been like, I feel like I'm not as high as I was. Like, I feel like I don't have as much faith as I did like a couple of days ago or a week ago. I'm like, wow, like, am I getting worse? And that's like the worst possible feeling for me is to think that I'm getting worse and not getting better. Because I live my life like day by day. I just want to get better one time, one time, even if it's a, a little bit, even if it's a little bit, I just never want to go backwards. But the moment I realized, I say, yeah, like, oh, oh, turn of hearts, turn my heart towards your religion. That's, that's a dua. Mm-hmm. And I just think, and I snap at it. I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to say, stuck for Allah, stuck for Allah, stuck for Allah, stuck for Allah. I just got to seek, seek forgiveness for my sins. Maybe I, I committed something unknowingly. Maybe I said something. That's another thing. We got to watch what we say because some people will say something unknowingly. And I had, I had this problem as well. I remember I learned that swearing on something other than Allah, like you can't do that. And I remember I used to say it. It was like natural. Out of, out of the, like, I just used to say it. Like, I don't even want to say it, but like I used to swear on things other than Allah and I never thought, like, gave it a second thought. So maybe I'm committing something because I'm not, I'm not the most knowledgeable. I don't know everything about religion. I'm, I'm a layman. There may be something that I'm doing that I don't realize it. So I have to take account and I have to keep in mind what I'm saying and what I'm doing. And I, like, I, it's like an instant snap, like, snap out of it type of way. That's my solution. And yours? <laughs> there's, um, when, when you talk about doing something that you may not know, like maybe committing a sin, there's even like ways you can ask Allah for forgiveness for sins you don't even know you've committed. You ask Allah for like, your forgiveness for like your previous sins, uh, sins you've done openly and sins that you've concealed, sins that you don't know you may have committed. And since we don't know we have committed, obviously that comes from ignorance, not knowing like what can be counted as a sin sometimes. And, you know, something like swearing on something other than Allah, obviously not a lot of people may know that. Mm-hmm. That can come off as minor shit, can it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any something like that maybe may seem so like menial to someone just because oh like there's because it's normalized in society because yeah, exactly. everyone else is doing it yeah mm-hmm. see so things that are normalized in society you have to really look at what what those things are some things that they're they're so like broad to you like you can see them oh so people are committing zina that's normal society nowadays especially in the west right so obviously we know that okay we stay away from that but when it's something small like that something you just say like you don't you realize don't, you, it yeah, yeah you don't realize well, how, what that is really small you. though because at the end of the day whether it be minor or major shit it's still shit so you got to think about it it's not always just something small it might seem small because it creeps into yeah. the religion because it's, like i said it's normalized mm-hmm. but that's that's the deception of shaitan look how he can make such big things seem like they're so little People act like things are not a big deal. And this is a, this is a scary reality. And your process that you, that you guys were both actually just talking, look at the beauty in it. You go out, you start self-reflecting on yourself. Whenever you self-reflect, I want you to think about times in your life when you really changed for the better. You did a lot of self-reflection. And on top of that, now you're seeking the, uh, the istighfar, you're seeking the forgiveness of Allah. So you're already on your way back to Allah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, hold on. No, you want to know crazy about something you just said? Look at the mercy of God on his servants. 
it is tests that make you, it is tests from God that make you want to self-reflect upon yourself. It's those moments where it's you're, you're by yourself and you're thinking like, how do I get out of this? And it's those moments that make you want to say, Hasbi Allah wa ni'mal sufficient for me as Allah disposer of affairs. And it's those moments that make you self-reflect. Look at the mercy of Allah and why he tests his servants. And that's how we gain the pearls of this dunya so that perhaps we can go to Jannah. And on the day of judgment week, like Allah probably turned us back from jahiliyyah. He turned us back from foolishness mm -hmm. into righteousness from a test. Maybe mm -hmm. someone died. Maybe maybe you went through a calamity like within yourselves. And this is, this is all a mercy from Allah. Of course it is. Because like I said, so look, you're on your way back to Allah. You did some self-reflection. Now you're trying to do better for yourself. And on top of that, what does that self-reflection led you to? To go and research ways on how you can improve yourself. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, you get the knowledge. You may not have known something was haram, but now you do because your iman was so low and you try to go out and figure out why. Because mm -hmm. Allah inspired you to. And it's that, it's that repentance. And Allah is that acceptor of repentance. I'm going to get real personal real quick. So there was, there's like, there was times where uh, I felt like I was upon my iman in a, in a way that was pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, pleasing to myself as well. But I came to find out that there was obviously st still some things that I was doing that may have been displeasing to Allah. And at the time, I may have not known it until I quit it. Something like music, right? I was listening to music, but I was still praying five times a day. And, you know, one of the things that comes with doing something like that doing something like listening to music or committing any other types of sins while you're still praying and stuff like that, you have no idea how that really affects ev everything besides just your email. Like you have no idea how your prayers are accepted when you're doing stuff like that. Or you're like, or you're for one, we don't even know if all of our prayers are accepted. That's something that comes on the day of judgment. Of course we have faith that they are right, mm -hmm. but you won't really know. And that's something that you fear of. That's why you want to have the most perfect prayer. That's why you want to always have khushu in your prayers. And right? that's why, you know, I'll be hearing the saying, you want to pray like, it, like, it's, like your it's your last, last prayer. Like, like, yeah. And, and you know, it's like, you don't have no idea how your sins or like, even if something's so minor, like maybe you talk back to your mom or something like that in an awful way. You don't know how, that's not even minor, but you don't know how your sins affect like your daily life, even like your day-to-day -day interaction, the barakah that comes in your life, the provision that comes in your life. Notice how you mentioned so many things that, seem so normal but yet they're not they're yeah. not minor things like yeah. let's say talking back to your mom or you know listening to you know curse words or scrolling through instagram and looking at half naked women like look look at all these like things that you would think are minor but they're actually very major yeah, like, that's that's one thing that like i was about to get into was this was during a time where of course like i was getting on upon my acts of ibadah like i was really seeing like what the journey of becoming a better Muslim was looking we like, still are. like, of course, uh, yeah, of course. But this was in a time where like, okay, I was still committing some sins, uh, maybe unknowingly, knowingly, re regardless, I was praying though. So I felt like, okay, eventually I'm just going to stop these things. And, you know, I was working towards, Alhamdulillah, I was working towards it, but I saw that me still committing those things while it was still praying, I was even doing some acts of ibadah wrong. And I was like, oh, snap. And when I finally realized, I was like, well, subhanAllah, like I've been doing this thing all this time and I was doing it wrong. I was like, well, like what, what happens on the day of judgment? Is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala going to accept this from me? Like, is this not like meaning, like meaningless? Like did everything I just do all this time, all these times I cried out to Allah, all these times I prayed to Allah, were they, were they meaningless because I didn't do it right? And I was sitting there thinking to myself, like, what was I doing wrong? I was like, you were like, you were sinning without trying to like actively stop it. Like you're you're still praying, okay? Like okay, and you know that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is a khufur rahim, but like, are you taking advantage of His mercy? And I really wasn't doing that. I was like, I was like one of those people. This is what it feels like now when I reflect on it. I felt like I was one of those people that was like, 
I can seek Allah's mercy later. Mm. Because I know Allah like subhanahu wa ta'ala, he, he can forgive you anytime. Like, mm. if he can forgive someone who does a sin over and over and over again, as long as they repent, then shoot, man, well, like, when, if I want to repent later on, then I could do that. And I was doing these acts of ibadah, and I found out I was doing them wrong. And I was like, man, that really scared me because I was like, oh, God. Like, of course, they say that, oh, like, let's say you missed years of prayer, right? They say you just got, you have to repent. Ask Allah for forgiveness because obviously there's no way you could make up all those prayers in that time and like still go on about your life. You'd have to pray day and night, basically. So mm. that's one thing for people to look at. Look at what you're doing in your life. Like we're, we're speaking about this right now, but really I'm being so serious right now. Look at what you do in your life whenever you have low iman. If you're committing sins, knowingly or unknowingly, really reflect on that and how that affects your ibadah. Even if you're still praying, look at how it affects your ibadah. You have no idea if these prayers are still accepted, bro. And not, really even, don't. not even just you know, reflecting upon what you do on your day-to-day -day life, but look at the people that you're hanging around because the Prophet Sallallahu said, you're on the religion of your friend. And we all know that, you know, if you're hanging around bad people, you're going to, those, they're going to have an influence on you, whether it be minor or major right now, but it's going to affect you in the long run. And another thing is, one of the biggest things that you should do in times of low iman is know who your Lord is. Ibn al-Qaim talks about, you know, one should know his Lord because he'll be more conscious of them, of, of, of Allah, and that will uh, guide him to do good, uh, good deeds. SubhanAllah, mm -hmm. I like that you said that because when you, like, like you said, when a man, um, a man is on a, like the religion of his friends, look at the conversations that you're having and imagine, imagine you're having conversations like for long periods of time where even like, it's now like, imagine it's the time of Maghrib, but you're with like the wrong people. You're, or you're just having a meaningless conversation. Something that doesn't even, even in Surah Mu'minun, it says the believers are also, when it's describing the believers, those who turn away from idle talk. Who turn away from a level like that doesn't make it doesn't mean anything. It's no of no substance. And you're spending all this time and you're talking like and you think that's not going to be detrimental to your iman. And imagine Allah, the one who created you, the heavens and the earth, and you're not going to give him his due majesty by praying your salat salat on time or praying with the utmost khushuk when you stand in front of Allah and you say Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Let's even think about it like this. You know, you know how he Osman just said. Know your Lord, especially when you're in times of low iman. Regardless, knowledge is prescribed upon each and every one of us. And one of the first things you have to know as a Muslim is to know your Lord. How can you worship Allah without knowing him? Mm -hmm. And in, in Ayat al-Kursi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about how he's only blessed us with knowledge that he's allowed us yeah, to. that he's allowed us to know. Whether it be about him, from the Quran, the world, everything. He's only blessed us with knowledge that he's allowed for us to know. Because obviously, he's alim al-ghayb. He knows the unseen. He knows everything, right? Mm -hmm. So the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows you with all the information Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us with knowledge of himself, why would we not be hastening to go and learn every single thing about him and to memorize it, to really know our Lord as much as we can? Because he already knows way more about us than we even know about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like he knows our innermost thoughts and our desires and our wants and our needs, everything. And imagine that makes you think differently upon like everything God has prescribed for mankind and what we believe in through the Quran and Islam and like it makes you think differently about the prayer because he knows us more than we know ourselves. We might not think, we might think like, oh, these are just Dude. bowing in prostration, but like it's, there's something way more, you know? And I'm, I heard a sheikh, I went to a talk the other day where he said, he was talking about a guy who says, oh, it's only sunnah, it's only sunnah, it's only sunnah, these, like, these sayings. And he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created everything down to the atom, the cork, the neutron, like every single, down to the very fabric of it, and the and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the best of creation. You don't think he created him and made him in the best form? 
And the best example. And the best example for mankind. The best ways. And the best ways. Well, let's not pretend like Sunnah is like a mistake or something. Yeah. Like, no, this is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obviously ordained. And the Prophet did it out of love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and, and it's like, and it's also like, it makes you think about the fart. You don't think that this, if God made it prescribed, he said, you have to do this. You have to do this. If you want to be considered a Muslim, you want to, you want to get Jannah, you have to do this. You don't think that's going to be like one of the best actions? And why not follow the Sunnah? Allah says to follow Allah and follow the Prophet. Mm-hmm. You know, well, very clear and simple. I was in, in the in the khutbah uh, that we went to. He was talking about how like Sunnahs and times that people leave off or not everybody participates in is something that's also so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And he was bringing up how look at the way Fajr is so blessed because not everybody wakes up for Fajr. People they want to sleep. That's why it's so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Like you give up your sleep to wake up for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, or you look at Qiyam, you look at Tahajjud. It's a blessed. It's so blessed. It's the most blessed or the most beloved to Allah after the fard because you interrupt your sleep to stand in front of Allah to when you didn't have Allah. to. Exactly when you didn't have to. The, that's a sunnah as well, right? Look yeah, at the yeah. sunnahs. They're so beloved to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And what what is the saying of the Prophet If you don't follow uh-huh. his sunnah, how can like you're not from, he's not from him. you're not you're not from it. Like you're not from mm-hmm. him. So if you don't follow the sunnah, and that doesn't mean follow every single sunnah, but obviously follow some. Do your best. Do what you but can. You, do have what to, you, can. you have to think about it. If you're going through those times in your life where you're not. Like having, like you know, having like like your imam is fluctuating. Your imam is fluctuating very frequently. Think of think to yourself, like, are you following the sunnahs of the Prophet peace and blessings be upon him? Or are you, or are you neglecting? Are like, you saying Bismillah before you eat? Are you saying Alhamdulillah after you eat? Are you, you know, are yeah. you making du'a? Are, are you doing your dhikr after yeah. salah? Come are on. you reading your athqat in the morning? <laughs> and it's it's probably if it's something of concern to you, if what we said to you guys today, like, is something of concern to you, say Alhamdulillah, because God placed that that's faith in your heart. I was going to just bring that up. Okay. There's a couple of things I wanted to bring up, but look this, because I just watched the lecture yesterday. Um, it was uh, a guest speaker. I was watching his khutbah on, on YouTube and he was talking about how be grateful for the gift of Iman. See, we're talking about low Iman, high Iman, right? Be happy, be blessed or no, not be blessed. Be grateful for the gift of Iman, whether you it's low or whether it's high. Sometimes be grateful for that gift. Because look, if you, especially if you're born a Muslim, you don't know what it's like to be a kafir. That's what he said in the in the lecture. He was like, "You don't know what it's like to be a kafir. Like, if you guys are born Muslim, you don't know what it's like to disbelieve in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, to seek your your bounties elsewhere, to find to not know where your next paycheck is going to come from, to not know where your provisions are coming from, to not know who your spouse is going to be. None of this. Like, you don't. As Muslims, we believe, oh, our spouse is created with us, and like we're created in pairs. These not Muslims. They don't believe that. They believe, don't believe in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. They they associate partners with Him. We don't know what that feels like. We don't know what it's like to rely on someone else, besides Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Maybe obviously, as your journey to becoming a Muslim, you found out what that's like. But you always knew that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala was Lord. If you were a Muslim and you never left the fold of Islam, mm-hmm. and He was talking about Himself as a revert, how He knows what it's like to to be a kafir and what it's like for these kafirs to. Uh, to like subhanallah that's actually know. like a, i want to like that's actually like an interesting thing I, I would love to talk to a reaver about like what was life like like how did you go through on day because i couldn't possibly put myself in the shoes yes. not going day to day because like it's just because like islam like this is our podcast like just to put it into perspective this is dean tour podcast we didn't make it like an islamic podcast this is just what we like this is just what we're passionate about this is just everyday conversation yeah this us. is yeah this is what we're passionate about we love talking about Allah we love talking about God because this is our this is our life like I can't fathom a life where I'm not thinking about like I said I remember I asked you yesterday how often do you think about death how often do you like I, or even when something good happens to you when you are able to say alhamdulillah you're able to thank Allah yeah. who who are you thanking when you're not believing in Allah like I haven't I haven't been able to fa- I can't fathom I can't wrap my head around not 
Like when I die, I'm not, not gonna believing. go and meet my creator. Exactly. But like, like when I die, like was my suffering, was my was my striving. Like you gonna nothing. you think this is gonna be meaningless? Like I can't I can't fathom. I can't wrap my head around. I'd rather I choose to believe. I think it, I think it's harder to disbelieve than it is to choose to. I choose I choose to believe in this. Look, one thing like going back, just talking about Allah was the fact that you guys brought up earlier how Allah knows you more than you know yourself, and this is actually a relief onto me because I'm so, sometimes I sit there, I make dua, I don't even know like how to put it into words, but I'm like, you know, Allah, you know better than I do. Allah, you know, like, you know, you know exactly how I feel right now and stuff like that. And that, that just relieves me so much because it's like, you know, I, I'm talking to the Lord of mankind right now. I do my best, but if I can't like, uh, how do I, how do I say this? Like explain myself or whatever, you know, he, he knows, he knows what's in my heart. For he sure. knows better than me. So yeah. it's like, I can put that onto Allah. I can ask Allah for his help. I remember, I remember you. Whenever you used to listen, like show us sort of the ma'ida all the time. You, that's all you used to talk about. You used to talk about the conversation between Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and Isa alayhi salam, the son of Mary. And it was when Allah says, like, "Oh Isa, did you tell these people?" And I'm summarizing here, but this is like the last couple pages yeah. of Surah Ma'ida. Oh, oh Isa, did you tell the people, like, to worship taking your your mom? I mean, your mom and you as deities besides me. And Isa said, "You know what's in myself, and I don't know what's in you." Mm -hmm. You know, you know, if, if I, if I were to have to, if I were to have said that, you would have known. Like, and indeed you are the knower of the unseen. That's what he says after that. So, and I just want y'all to think about how, of course, we don't know what it's like to be, to be a non-Muslim and stuff, but it gave me a newfound respect for reverts. You know what I'm saying? Like I was sitting there thinking, wow, I don't know what it's like to to worship other than Allah. And then they come here to worship only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like, you see how their lives change. Of course, my life changed whenever uh, I went and found the religion of Islam for myself. Not just being taught it, but wanting wanting to be a believer. Like you said, choosing to be a believer. Not being told, oh, you are a believer. You are a Muslim. No, no. It was me like, okay, now nah, I am a Muslim. Don't worry. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, no, like, alhamdulillah. Like, I, I chose Allah because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, maybe, yeah, of course, everybody everybody's born upon the fitrah. But when you're born upon a Muslim family, can, right? It, it, a, a family that raises you as a Muslim, it doesn't automatically mean you're a believer. Like believer your, comes it's, after. It's not even that. It's for the rest, like for your entire life. And I remember, I remember thinking to myself, when I go to the masjid and you guys see the, the old people, and this is why I, th I thought about the topic for this episode. You guys know when you go to the masjid and you see the old guys, the old guys, they're patient upon their prayers. I, I see them, like literally they go. I remember when we were in Saudi Arabia, we saw the same old man. They had to walk him in like with his yeah, hand yeah. to come in and they wouldn't start the prayer without him. That's how like, like he's there every day. He could barely walk and they sat him, sat him in the front row every single time. They saved the chair for him and he walked in five times a day, five times. Not only that, it's like, what makes a person like, was he like this his entire life? I can't help but think. Not only that, like, look at the honor of like of Allah. He Allah allows him to come and pray to him. Well, hold on. You can always think about, oh, were, was, were they like this their whole life? But you have to remember what old people are right now. They're in the final stages of life. They have nothing better to do than to go pray. They don't have their desires anymore like we do as young people. They don't have the desire to go... Uh, to go to the gym because their bodies can't handle that anymore. They don't have the desire to to work because a lot of them are retired now. They don't have the desire to do a lot of things because they're in the final stages of their life. Look at the way that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala He removes a lot you know, of you know, the, the blessings of when you get older. It turns you back to like as you were a baby. Yeah, yeah. Subhanallah. Even in the Quran, I think I think this is in Surah Al Rum. But someone's gonna have to check me. Allah says He created you in strength. Then uh, no, He created you in weakness. Then He turned you uh, like He made you strong, and then He returned you back to weakness. Mm -hmm. And look, look at when you're strong, when you choose 
to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because look, in our youth, we're in our strongest right now. Strongest physically, mentally. Everything about us is like, we're at our height. Why do you think in Jannah, we're going to be young? We're going to be at the height of our youth. Everything about us is going to be as strong as it can be. In our youth right now, we're in our strongest our could be. Our desires are their strongest. So when you choose Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these times, even when you have low iman, think about the blessing, the ni'mah that that is, especially living in the times that we live in now where all the fitness surrounding us. And I want people to really understand this. This is, for, this is for brothers and sisters. Whether you're struggling with something and you don't even know it, something that you may not know is a sin, something you may not feel is a sin, just always think about how that will affect your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like... And people don't say it often enough, but think about the things that you do in your life. Would you want that thing to be the thing that you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in, like, in that stage? Whether you're, it's like listening to music, you get a car crash and you die. You want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to meet you while you were listening to music or while you, you were listening to Quran, while you're making dhikrullah. These are things that you have to think about. If you're, if you're a brother or a sister and you don't cover your awrah properly, do you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to meet you in that state? You're already going to be resurrected naked. You do not want to be buried in that state where you were covered up. Like th these are things just to think about. And a lot of people may go about their life thinking that some of these things are not as detrimental to their iman as they really are. But take it from me, there are things that we see as small that are way more detrimental than you think. Maybe it's not as the same level as shirk, but the small things are sins for a reason. It's not even about like, not even like quantifying like a sin or like giving it a quality. It's obviously there's major and minor, but it's like, think about who you're disobeying here. No matter how small or big it is. Yeah. And look, wait, wait, there's, there's one more thing. I wanted to bring this up for y'all. Um, in the same khutbah, uh, khutbah that I watched, the brother was talking about how the, uh, there was like a hadith where the, the sahaba used to avoid like nine-tenths of what was halal out of fear of uh, what was haram. It's, it's something along those lines. Don't quote me exactly, but it was something like they used to leave off a lot of things to avoid falling into any sin, to avoid in falling into any haram, right? And I was thinking about how today, subhanAllah, there are people who will do even the makruh because it's not haram. They mm. will do even what's disliked to Allah. But look, when you think about what's disliked to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, maybe it's not haram. Maybe it's, you think about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aims to make it easier for us. Maybe he made that thing disliked because maybe some people can't control themselves in, in certain situations. He made the haram haram because everybody should be able to avoid this. You should be able to avoid this for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for your own good, not for the good of Allah. And when it comes to the makruh, we should be looking to avoid it because makruh can obviously lead to haram. There's a reason why it's disliked to Allah. Things are not disliked to Allah for no reason. Things are not haram for no reason. Everything has its purpose. Like, yeah, exactly. Everything has its purpose. And I wanted to talk to you all about that. What do you all think about these people nowadays who they say, oh, it's not haram. It's just makruh. I think, I think, like, if I'm being honest, I think they're just going through a phase. Like, it's kind of like, I remember, like, when I first started practicing, like, like, I was a person who said, like, oh, it's just sunnah. Like, I don't have to pray my sunnah to the God. Like, it doesn't matter. But, like, as you progress, like, as you adopt the fault, it, like, it's like a progression, progression, progression. Like, like me, I adopted the mindset. It's like every single day I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. Sure. And I'm, I don't want to go backwards. So it's like if I'm doing something, I feel like I'm going backwards. I don't, I don't want to do that. Like I, so that's that's how I adapted to it. I think it's just a phase. Like they'll like they'll move from it. They'll realize like subhanAllah, maybe later on in their life, this it's just maybe right now that's their thinking style. But they're gonna change. Hundred percent, they will change because you know, like you said, it, it is just a phase. The mother Aisha, like I love saying this, is she said like had all the rules and regulations of Islam come out come down in one sitting. No one would believe in Islam. Like no one would be able to handle that. Mm -hmm. So 
you know, maybe they're not doing something haram. They might be doing something makruh, but it's still better than doing the haram. And then later on in their life, they should be able to move on past that phase. Or like you said, I'm not praying the sunnah prayers right now, but, you know, I'll get to that point after I fix my fatal prayers. After I'm able to do all my fatal prayers, oh, okay, you know, let me let me start practicing the sunnah more and more and more. You know what the beautiful thing about that is when you're like, okay, let me focus on the fatal first. Like, because some people may think, oh, they need to move on to do more before they've perfected their fart, before they've perfected what's obligatory upon them. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when you look to perfect what's obligatory upon you, you'll naturally move on to doing more because you want to. Because like when, you when you turn the deen into something that is like a desire, like, okay, we have desires as young people. When you turn the deen into something I desire, like, okay, I pray my fatr, I pray my five, but now let me let me pray after after Aisha. Let me pray the sunnah before Fajr. Let me pray the sunnahs between between Dhuhr. Let me make more athkara during the day. And you know, the progression that I had when I went through that is when I used to think, like, I used to just pray the fatr, and I'm like, why am I praying? It's because I want Jannah. All right, so let me pray some more. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that, that was the easiest, like, that's the easiest way I could explain or it. Or even when the prophet said, shall I not be a grateful servant when he was asked, while he was praying all hours of the night. Yeah, it's, subhanAllah. I just th I think about that all the time. And not only that, there's a surah, uh, there's a verse in Surah Yasin where um, the man, the messenger, he's saying, and why should I not believe in the one who has originated, originated me into whom I will return? And that, and it's, he's like asking his people a rhetorical question. Like, why should I not believe in this? And why should I pray to this? Not only that, why should I not, why should I not struggle and strive? Why should I not, like, don't, why should, why should I be heedless? over like the sunnah and the athqad and like some extra, just remembering God some more. And understand this, Allah is the one who gave you your life. He has the ability to take it away from you at any time that he wants. He's the one who's in full control of it. If Allah wanted us to prostrate to him 24 seven, he's deserving of it. And there's nothing that you can do about it, right? But Allah out of his mercy allows us to enjoy our lives. There's gonna, there's angels from the moment that they were created all the way up to the day of judgment. They're gonna be prostrating to Allah. They're gonna get up and they're, they're gonna say, we have not worshiped you enough because it's true. Had Allah wanted, we would be worshiping him day and night, nonstop. But he said, you know, That was not his plan for us. Oh, and not even that. Allah says, um, forgot, forgot what I was gonna say. Yo, that's crazy. I think the moral of like this entire thing, like if you gotta stay yeah, you have to stay strong. And even when you are in low points of iman, be grateful that you have iman. Because when you can recognize, oh, my iman doesn't feel the same right now as it as it did maybe last week or something, know that that's Iman as well. That's you understanding, okay, maybe there's something going on in my life right now that I need to change so I can get back on the path and feeling more righteous. Because don't don't feel self-righteous, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, even me myself, don't I don't, yeah, I don't purify myself that's, in that way. Like I, when the ayah that talks about uh, when that Allah loves the people who purify themselves, what does that mean? I need you to tell the people. Because Allah says don't purify yourself, but then he also says he loves those that purify themselves. Like, what am I? Yeah. Successful are those who purify themselves. Yes. And they remember the name of the Lord. Exactly. It's talking about like your heart. Whoever, exactly. comes, whoever comes to your heart, like Ibrahim alayhi salam, he came to his heart with a sound heart, like a peaceful heart. A heart that was only in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. Not not making yourself self-righteous, not thinking, oh, like, um, do not purify yourselves he is knowing because he was in the verses before i don't memorize it but he was he's talking about like how he fashioned you and like in the womb and he, your mother and stuff like that and then he, when you grow up like do not purify yourselves he is knowing who is truly like fearful and mindful of him 
So it's not, it's like an error. It's like, don't think, don't think you're, you're oh, you're, you're just because so, you're, you're on so your good. dean right now, you're better than the next person who, let's say, might be sitting in front of you. And you know, or, or, and or walking around, not even thinking you're better than people, but thinking you yourself are, are chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, I pray five times a day, man. I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to Jenna. You and, know what I'm saying? Like, and, you don't know. And not even, not only that, it's like, dude, one day you could go to sleep and wake up. You make one mistake. Maybe like you, you, you're down in your mind and you make a decision to sin. And like, this is like, the, the like the effect the effect the word comes into effect upon you and it's like you've you've sinned against Allah and like maybe you don't even like do repentance maybe you forget about it maybe you're like oh I gotta do this later it's a busy day and like subhanAllah you can turn you can turn your whole life can turn upside down like that so if you're if you're heedless yeah. if you, like you gotta stay it's like it's more of like you gotta stay on your toes all the time you're always at war and it's not it's not like it's not to sound like corner or nothing but like you're always at war with like the devil like like the shayal thing they're always gonna try to get you think shaytan's gonna give up like you're still living the test is still going don't go heedless because you think you're chilling right now subhanallah i think and that's, that's like and that's beautiful. like I, I, I like this episode a lot because we talked about faith and like things that we can do to strengthen we talked about the sunnah of the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we talked about like we like we talked about earlier the old man who comes to the masjid he's praying five times a day like what type of faith do we like does this person have like subhanallah like he's a like this is like the faith that i that's what i aspire like i can go five times a day to the masjid and like there's a spot reserved like well, subhanallah, i would love that like that's like i want to stay consistent like that and it's no and like you know like that's why i'm about it i'm about it my love bless that i man. think that's an amazing way to end this uh podcast inshallah um we hope anyone who watched it or listened to it take something from it learn something from it uh, being able to apply some new things into your life, inshallah, bidnillah, that's all the goal for the sake of Allah, to live our lives for the sake of Allah in submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So check yourself, reflect upon yourself, uh, use this episode as a means to look into your own life. Uh, with that, assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, make sure to share this with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change by sharing this video. Also, join the Discord. I ask you guys all the time. You guys are not joining. So make sure you join the Discord. I'm trying to grow the biggest Discord server in the Ummah, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum to Allah. Oh, actually, wait, wait. We're not scholars. Always always open a correction. I always got to clarify that at the end. Assalamu alaikum to Allah. And I just want to leave off with like one last reminder. This entire life, we're struggling and we're striving for the sake of God. Like for the sake of God. If you're not in the position you want to be right now, then don't, don't despair. Because in this life... Or in the next life and the hereafter, you're not going to be judged on your result. You're going to be judged on the struggling, the effort that you put in. You're not going to be judged on how much wealth you had or how much charity you, you had given, like in comparison to someone else. But rather, it's individual effort. Your life is tailored to yourself. So that you always got to keep in mind, don't always be looking to the next person and feeling discouraged, feeling discouraged and despairing. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.